The headlines remind us daily, the world is a dangerous place. The elites in charge say everything's fine, stop noticing, but you know better. And your gut knows that time is short to prepare for a world that is four missed meals away from chaos. My Patriot Supply has helped over three million families become more self-reliant and is the company Americans trust to prepare. Go to MyPatriotSupply.com and secure their best-selling three-month emergency food kits. Each contain delicious breakfasts, lunches, and dinners, averaging over 2,000 calories per day. Secure at least one food kit for each family member. For a limited time, save $200, plus get free shipping on all their Ready Hour three-month emergency food kits. You're not ready if it's not Ready Hour Foods. My Patriot Supply also has solar power generators, water filtration units, biomass stoves, heirloom seeds, and critical survival gear. Shop MyPatriotSupply.com today. MyPatriotSupply.com This week on the Glass Cannon Podcast. Matthew, roll for initiative. A shocking sight interrupts Feyraza's recon mission. I know this is stupid, but I also can't imagine Feyraza would see this happening. It's hard. You can't stand by and watch this happen, you know. And her response could threaten to expose the party. And you've seen pairs of frost giants spreading out throughout the camp looking for... Looking for runaway slaves, looking for intruders, you don't know. Unless the heroes shift tactics. But like I said before, this is Camp Silver Lake and we're, we're Jason. We have been a source of terror to them for a long time now. And go on the offensive. If this works, that upper camp is going to be in complete hysteria. And be careful, there is a watchtower there, but it should be unmanned at night. Leading to a terrifying conclusion. No. 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 The adventure continues now. Hello, it's Matthew here in a surprise intro appearance. Actually, it's probably not that surprising, really, but here I am. I don't know if you guys know this, but last week marked the premiere of our new Starfinder podcast, Androids and Aliens. The first three episodes are up and ready for you right now. Uh, If you haven't already, might you subscribe, download, rate, and review us on iTunes? You don't use iTunes, you say? It's statistically very likely that you know someone who does. So here's what you do. You just kindly rip the phone out of their hands and subscribe, download, rate, and review on there. It's just a really great way to help spread the word and bring new listeners into the fold. So we really appreciate it. The last time I checked, we were number one in the games and hobbies category. But with your help, maybe we can get to number one in all podcasts? Dot, dot, dot. Maybe? So last week was the biggest release week in GCB history, but this week is no slouch. You've got Androids and Aliens Episode 4. You've got a brand new episode of GCB Classic coming up right now. And you've got a brand new episode of our Patreon-exclusive podcast, Raiders of the Lost Continent, GM'd by our very own Skidmar. If you aren't a Patreon supporter yet and you want to be, just head over to patreon.com slash glasscannon. If you subscribe for at least $5 a month, you'll get access to that podcast. And there's a lot of other awesome bonus content and rewards available there. So hope you check it out. And as always, we're so grateful for everyone's support. It's because you guys are all so awesome that we get to keep making these shows. So thank you.
On another note, I shall now commence with the shameless plugging. At GCB Live, some of you were very nice to ask if there were any upcoming plays of mine that you could go see. And, as a matter of fact, there are. Two productions and a reading, all on the horizon. Uh, the first production is going to be at the Blue Barn Theater in Omaha, Nebraska. They're producing my play, The City in the City in the City. Uh, we're in rehearsals now, and the play runs from May 17th to June 17th. Should be a really fun production. So if you're in the greater Omaha area or happen to be passing through the plains, please come. Tickets are on sale now at bluebarn.org. That's B-L-U-E-B-A-R-N.org. And then, and now we're going international... The Arkle Theater is producing my play You Remind Me of You at the Edinburgh Festival Fringe in August. And what's really crazy about this one is that the production is directed by a member of GCP Nation, Hannah Bradley, which is wild and crazy and really touching in a way. So thank you. The show runs August 13th through 18th of this year, and tickets are on sale now, nice and early, at tickets.edfringe.com. That's tickets.edfringe.com. And we'll put this info out on the social media, too. So if you'd rather read it as text or click on it as a link, that will be available to you. I hope you guys can make it. There's also, I should say, a reading of mine coming up in the D.C. area in the beginning of July. But I'll be back with more details on that later. Anyway, I have gone on far too long. But if you remember one thing from this intro, just let it be subscribe, download, rate, and review. Please. And also come see the plays. Okay, here it is. Episode 153, Mind Games. Matthew, roll for initiative. Whoa, wait, 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 wait. No, I'm just kidding. Let's not do anything we'll regret, Troy. Come on, let's have, have a heart. Come on, man. Oh, that would have been great. Wow. I thought you were serious for a I'm, second. I'm, invisible. A bird. I'm just an invisible, odorless bird. I'm just an invisible, odorless bird. Do you smell anything? No. Nope. Really here. Oh, how's everybody doing? This is a beautiful day out. I feel fantastic. It's a spring day in New York. This is the first nice day in a long time. I feel fantastic. Mm, good day to be sitting indoors. Yes. <laughs> um, have I said on the show before, like during the summers as a kid, we weren't allowed to sit inside and play uh, D&D. We had to like go outside and play. <laughs> go outside and play D&D. D&D. You, D&D. We, we were allowed to play D&D outside, but we'd just sit there and sweat and the dice yeah. would be like <laughs> soaking wet. Um, but that was the rule. Did you have, were your parents like, do they make you leave the house like when it was nice? Out? No, you're not sitting indoors all day. We yeah, were like, yeah, yeah. Forced to leave. I wasn't allowed um, to play Nintendo. That was the thing. It, yeah. Nice day you had to get out. Had to get, get out. out of the house. So they we tried. Just... My parents tried and I was like, no, I want to read my book. I don't want to do it where it's hot. <laughs> Classic <laughs> Matthew. I'm reading War and Peace, Mom. <laughs> leave me alone. <laughs> it was miserable though. It was like just an excuse to make sure we wouldn't play because we would like sit on the deck of the pool and like <laughs> you can't play with loose papers you can't play outside <laughs> beating hot sun yeah <laughs> my buddy who was my uh, GM he uh, when we played at his house he had a pool house and it was great because we were allowed to play in the pool house pool house technically uh, uh, technically <laughs> indoors it was considered outside but his mom <laughs> always a technicality <laughs> a t- a technical- you can always get him on a technicality um, his mom would make us do chores like I would go over there and I'd have to do chores. That sounds like my mom. In order to play. And at a certain point, I was like, I, I just, I'd rather not play. Yeah. Than like, have to like help I you have 
chores that he's doing at home. I don't need to come over here, dude. I don't want to help you clean your septic tank. <laughs> <laughs> just to be able to play a wizard. <laughs> oh, God. I'll just, this I'll just stay home a, and I'll just daydream. <laughs> this explains a lot about how you guys play this game. <laughs> my, my mom would do the same thing. She'd interrupt our games all the time. So, hey, boys, like, come uh, empty the car of groceries. Like, there was always something that she wanted <laughs> done. Mom, we're trying to pay, Mom. It'll be fun to torture our own children one day with the same things. Oh, the thought is exciting. Stop doing what you want to do and do this. <laughs> I don't feel like doing it. Exactly. Exactly. That's called management. Yep. That's right. Delegation. Yeah. I would get mom. I'd get mad at my mom. I'd be like, I like. I'm. I'd say like, you're the only reason you're doing this is because you can't afford a staff. <laughs> That's pretty good. And then she say, "Yes, that's correct. Now go do it." Then she get well. She got angry. Is what she did, and I don't blame her. She, oh man, you must have been an awful child. Oh, I was Just the worst. Too smart for your own good. Oh, I was the worst. The, uh, the only thing I would do, your mom is, was probably like, "I wish he was dumber." She was I wish furious. She was, she was always furious and frustrated the entire time. The only thing I could do was I would try to make her laugh. Mm. Like if I could make her laugh, I knew I could get out of anything. Diffuse the situation with humor. Yeah. Yeah. That's classic. Yeah. It can get you a long way. Right. Yep. As the fist started flying, because you could beat your kids back then. <laughs> That's right. It was cool. If you Troy... just, like, make a joke. <laughs> if Troy... <laughs> I mean, you could beat the shit out of me right now. Or... Have you heard this one? Some of you heard this one. Please stop. Please stop. We asked, I was in the car with my friends once, and we're all like, oh, man, parents, when you're on a road trip, they turn around. So I was like, oh, shut up. We're going to turn this car around. And so it's like, you stop touching your sister. I'd be like, hey, be quiet. I'm pushing the cigarette lighter. And everybody's like, what is like? Oh, was that just me? Was this my friend? <laughs> <laughs> That's terrible. Don't make me brand you. If you go to the beach with Skid, when he takes off his shirt, it is just a nightmare back there. Circles just everywhere. Burn circles. All uh, <laughs> Why are we laughing? This is, this is horrifically club. dark. <laughs> it was okay. It was the 80s. Or, it's the 80s. It was you a could, different time, man. You could hit your kid, burn him with a cigarette lighter. I want to make it clear. I was kidding. <laughs> right, I was kidding. Even back then, I was kidding. <laughs> um, before we jump right into this, let's all take a look at the map here. We haven't really, as a as a group, as a group of friends who play this game, really look at this, again, at this beautiful map um, that Jim Groves, the uh, writer of Book 4, designed. And, and Matthew, who was the actual artist that took Jim Groves' design and turned it into this unbelievable masterpiece? According to this Christmas card illustration. <laughs> right. The illustration is by Ben Wooten. Ben Wooten. Wooten. Wooten clan. Uh, <laughs> so let's take, let's take us back here. You guys came up, up the road. And the first thing you went after was that, that first guard tower. Eventually, you went to the other guard tower, and that's where the trouble really began. Um, that's where Baron almost got himself killed. But luckily, you were able to charm Fijimon, and all was well. You've got the lower camp there and a building. You've got some caves with bones strewn outside of it um, between the lower camp and the upper camp. Also between them, another watchtower. Then there is what you've determined is the mess hall. To the north of the mess hall, another watchtower, and then the silo. Well, the silo's no longer there. It exploded. Uh, just north of the silo is that, like, mammoth stockade. 
and another watchtower, uh, both to the east and south of that. So that's a very heavily uh, guarded area. And then north of there is where that burning uh, effigy was, where Skirkotla made her speech and the door leading into the mountain. Uh, to the east of that is that temple that Pembroke kind of got a quick glimpse into, but couldn't quite figure out what's going on Something in there. Something going on in there. Where the, uh, the beautiful um, half-naked woman uh, walked back into there. Looks like there are also some caves to the north of there. And then... Are those drakes in front of that cave? Looks like they uh, they might be drakes. Might be flavor drakes. There are drakes uh, uh, written, uh, like drawn at the front. <laughs> flavor drakes. To, uh, What's what are they? The, give you a sense blue? of scale. <laughs> yes. Those are one of the flavor Japanese drakes. snacks we got sent. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. <right>. <laughs> flavor drakes. <laughs> they're, led, they're led by the Kool-Aid man. Blue oh, raspberry yeah. drakes. Uh, to the east of that temple... Is a big old longhouse, which you guys have no recon on. Uh, moving along from there is a ridge upon which is the slave pen, another watchtower, the temple. Now we're rounding back around uh, the map here to the um, the barn where you killed those stallion-like frost giant creatures. South of that is the brewery built right on the ice. South of that is the you know leads back to the road that you came in on and another watchtower that you uh, disabled. Now towards the middle of the map here, so moving uh, west from the brewery is that strange building on the lake where they're hammering uh, and uh, some sort of like sharp thing coming out of the ice that that is you know they're making weapons off of those two docks leading out onto the water that you've seen a frost giant and a fire giant in there i think uh as a bird peeked in to see that what the hell's going on there and then to the west of that another building you have no idea what's going on with a watchtower right on top of it and then to the south of that in the middle of this whole map are the mines where Feyraza now as Yet another Arctic bird finds herself. <laughs> You've seen this place before. You watched as slaves were thrown down in here, correct? Mm-hmm. And obliterated as target practice by these two stone giants just laughing all the while. There are, it looks like, one, two, three entrances into the mountain itself in this pit. It's like a long, winding uh, path that leads down, 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 um, all part of this excavation, and they've gone straight into the mountain. But the last thing Feyraza sees is four rudimentary, crude, like wooden straw statues of a wizard, some sort of, you know, warrior, archer, uh, a female, and a guy with a, what I believe I said is a, a Texan hat. Very Texan. <laughs> he has a Texas Rangers ball cap. <laughs> He's wearing a Nolan a Ryan, Ryan jersey. shirt. I'm going to say that. <laughs> Can I tell George you? George W. Bush. <laughs> My, He's got a Robin Ventura dummy <laughs> in, his, in a headlock. My dad's, <laughs> <laughs> My dad's decoration in his law office was uh, a recreation of Excalibur. He couldn't afford the real thing. Uh, hanging on the wall above his desk, a couple cannons, all of his medals from the Vietnam War, and then a signed photograph of Nolan Ryan beating the shit out of Robin Vick. Oh, that's <laughs> awesome. That's and awesome. he's just like, that's I'm great. the Texas Hammer, man. No, he doesn't sound like it. He's from Ohio. Fuck that guy. Get out of here, Dad. <laughs> wow. All the issues are coming out. Like a dark. Wow. Memories of cigarette lighters. <laughs> <laughs> Ringing deep. Um, 
So the last thing you see uh, is the Stone Giants taking one of these boulders and obliterating the female-looking, um, you know, crude statue. So it's these seem to rude. be effigies of us. Really? That's what, what I took to from it. Oh, okay. That's just uh, I'm one man's interpretation. This. One man's interpretation. It's not all jump to conclusions. Matthew, the floor is yours. I'm in the sky. The sky is yours, Matthew. <laughs> Um, <laughs> Maybe I have superiority. <laughs> you have Skyrim. Can I, I can I ask this question? The last time I did a flyby, I obviously didn't get this close. Mm-hmm. But did I see these effigies there, and I just didn't get close enough to see the details? Or are they? Do they look recently erected? Yes, you can ask that question. But you don't have to answer. <laughs> Well, correct. Yes, I don't. Uh, you, <laughs> you did see dummies there, but it didn't. You didn't uh, take a uh, take time to look at the details. Now that you're in there, you're like, "Well, that's interesting." <laughs> uh, but there were definitely dummies there before. And you look; it looks like there's remnants of other dummies as well. Some of them, it looks like they're meant to like fall over and then just stand right back up, kind of mm-hmm. like a you know a football uh, training. Are tour. there a couple more dummies that are just women holding handbags that they can't throw the rocks at, like at a police shooting range? <laughs> Is it like that? I don't understand how this setup is getting them to be more accurate, Troy. That's what I'm getting at. Can't they just throw it at normal dummies? Just pops up and like, oh, it's a, it's a little kid. It's a with woman a with like a bassinet. Yeah. Like the giants seem real concerned about innocent people. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. So there were dummies. Looks like there's other dummies there, but you, you don't know if if this was the situation when you first did your flyover. Because the question for me is. Did Fijimon fail uh, fail on his mission, or did when I told Baba Boo Jenkins about the people who were here? Though I didn't give any physical details, mm. or had the, uh, it was there advance word of us? Well, this is what I'm I'm thinking is that like I said before, like this is Camp Silver Lake, and we're we're uh, we're Jason, <laughs> like to these giants. Like we we have done, we have been uh, a, a, a source of of terror to them for a long time now and i'm sure rumors have survived that could piece all of us together as a party like, like from minderhall's valley and from red lake Fork. yeah Fork. yeah from all this stuff like they've got the, you know word word has probably survived long enough to know basically like what we look like you know mm. even though they don't they may not know, know exactly who we are but like they think like these are these you know these five murderous ghosts that are trying to kill us all. So that's my thinking. That that could be it. I hope that's what it is. Yeah. Because that wouldn't... But if they know we're here... If they know we're here... We could use it to our advantage, too. True. I assumed exactly what you think, Skid, and I think if they knew that we were here or even thought that we were here, they would be... They would just go on high alert and just comb the grounds until they found us. Yeah. Know? So I think that this is rumor. If only they of, knew how ineffectual we really were. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. As word of that traveled. <laughs> yeah. We have no idea what we're doing. <laughs> I heard one of them got killed by a dragonfly. <laughs> we'll be fine. <laughs> There's um, a half orc with a bow that's just pointing in the ground. <laughs> it's like two feet in front of it. <laughs> with, with dead animal companions around. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, was I fly? Am I, did I, I? If I haven't said so, I would like to kind of perch on a tree nearby or an outcropping nearby. Sure, so yeah. There's no, they've stripped the whole area of trees. You have to wonder, like, was this a natural uh, part of the mountain, or did they dig? 
to even uncover uh, this area. You can't quite tell, but there, there are definitely no uh, trees There's in this vicinity. There's one near a watchtower, but I, if you want to really get in the business, you can go down there and kind of perch like on one of the ridges overlooking the, uh, the caves into the mountain. I'll do that. I'm also invisible. Yes. And odorless. And odorless. <laughs> uh, and I, I meant to say that I use my uh, Metamagic Feet Extend spell when I cast Invisibility on... Feraza, so she's invisible for eighteen minutes rather than nine. Okay, so that's good. So you've got you've got some recon time. What are you what are you looking for here? Um, I want to see. I mean, now that I'm this close, mm-hmm. I want to see if there's any you know, ingress egress of the in the caves. What's up with those caves, man? What's up with the caves? You want to fly into the caves? <laughs> are you going to fly into nice the mine? Um, no. Oh, come on. really should have been a canary. I really should have been a canary. Us, Wait, yeah. so this pit right in the center, like, is that an open pit? Like, um, No. It, it, the way it's drawn on the map, it looks like a pit, but that's just, it's just ground out It's there. just a bottom level. Yeah, just the bottom level. It winds, winds, winds down. The only thing, the only exits from here are going back up this spiral uh, pathway or into the mountain itself, but you don't know where that leads. All right. You know what? Would it, I'm invisible. I'm odorless. I have some time. Could I get into one of the caves? Sure. Is it really crazy? Is there a lot of activity in front of them that I'd have to dip and dodge in? I mean, right now, these guys are very focused on their little game that they're playing. And there's just two of them. It's just two of them, yeah. All right. So I will, yeah, I, I'm invisible. I'm odorless. I will fly into the, the least dangerous seeming cave. All right. There's one, two, and three. Which one would you like to fly into? The least dangerous? Roll a perception check. 40. They all look the same. <laughs> Actually, that was only a 38. Um, oh, well, in that case, <laughs> this one looks great. <laughs> I will fly into one. All right, so you fly. Very good place to start. Into one. Um, do you have knowledge engineering? No. I'm just a bird. <laughs> so you see. Um, <laughs> I want to fly away. <laughs> you see that this this expansion into the mountain itself, or, you know. Into this this uh, excavation is very fair, very recent, fairly recent. Oh, okay. Um, so those you know machines that you saw um, outside that look like they could haul away rock and stuff like these these have been used very recently. There are support beams holding up the interior of uh, this particular cave, um, kind of shoddily placed here and there, and it doesn't go very deep in. Looks like they were mining for, um, you know, either mining for ore or mining for material that they can use to build weapons and armor. You would think. Okay, so I can I can kind of visualize most of the most of this cave. So, mm-hmm. and, the, and I just see an empty spent mine, basically. Yeah, empty spent mine, wood beams. Um, you can't tell if they're gonna dig deeper or not but you would think if it was a successful excavation they're going to continue doing that because if they're building a camp here where are they getting their materials to build weapons and armor right this is probably what they're doing here looking for the load that's what i was thinking was whether they were actually mining or whether they were looking for something like they were under true now yeah um okay uh then i will take a look at cave number two Cave number two, uh, very similar. It doesn't go very deep into the mountain. Still these, you know, beams uh, kind of shoddily placed throughout. Um, and it looks to be picked clean. And these are, these are not, just to be clear, these are not the caves we saw, the dire wolves. No. No, those are up those are upper level. Those are yeah. between the lower and upper camp in the uh, southwest uh, portion of the map. 
Uh, I'm going to take this, in Cave Two. Since I'm here, I'm going to take a, like a, a full like minute or two to kind of try to remember everything I can, so I can describe it to Baron later. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, obviously, I won't be able to give a perfect rendition, but like right, just but try to like just, remember that. Looks like thing. this looks like that. Great. Um, okay, and then I'll go to Cave Three. And uh, same thing. They all appear to be exactly the same. And nothing like a, a like a treasure chest, treasure chest lying around, or you anything don't like see that. anything like that. Yeah. Okay. Hmm. Um, curious. Well, I guess and that's I- all that's down here. Is three caves and two stone giants and mm-hmm. the practice. Well, that's actually good news because that would appear to be a dead end that we don't have to worry about, except for the fact that they're throwing at effigies of us. I wonder if there's something like a se- some sort of secret, not door, but like something to do if we had somebody with stone cutting down there that mm. could find it. Roll a uh, perception check. Thirty-eight. As you're in that third cave you hear what sounds like crying. Oh. What? Maybe the crying of a child coming from outside that cave. Outside the cave? Back where the stone giants are. I will... Oh, no. Waddle out, invisible, odorless, and then take off... And you can get up in the air, but... Invisible, odorless, you waddle out your penguin? I'm 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 just an arctic turn. You said waddle. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> More than penguin, other things besides penguins waddle. You come outside and you see that someone, maybe a frost giant, maybe some other creature, has pushed down into the pit a child and an adult. And the adult is pleading with whoever threw them down there. No, no, please don't, don't, not, 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 not my child. Please let my child, let my child live. And the stone giants are just laughing. And the adult is trying to protect the child. And it appears that they're about to be used as target practice. Oh, Oh, Jesus. What do you do, bird person? What are they using? They have stones, right? They're throwing stones. They have large stones and other uh, crude instruments lying around. They also have great clubs nearby. And they're standing on what? Stone. Okay. Please, no, the, the, the adult, it's a man, he's crying, no, please, please don't take me instead. <laughs> Sobbing uncontrollably. And the kid is just screaming. <sighs> Seven, eight years old. Uh, okay. Faraza is going to fly down to them. Okay. Uh, <sighs> Think this through. Uh, <laughs> But make a decision quickly. <laughs> I have I have my flight time <laughs> to decide what I'm going to do. Can you turn into a helicopter? Uh, you know what? No, I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna go back to the cave I was just in. Uh huh. And once I'm in the cave, I'm gonna unwild shape. Okay. And wild shape again into a direwolf. Oh. Ooh. Ooh. Let me sit up in my chair here. <laughs> uh, so you wild shape out and wild shape into a direwolf. Let's not do direwolf. Okay, what Let's kind do of war cat? War oh, cat. the war cat again. What is the size of this war cat? It's huge. It's huge. Okay, um, so it's stuck in the cave. So it's <laughs> so <laughs> stuck in the cave. <laughs> Just, there two it's, paws sticking out of the front of it. It's right, a like a cat in a cardboard cat. box <laughs> that got in and can't get out. Um, all right, so you uh, wild shape into a war cat inside of this thing. It's you're, it's pretty close quarters in there. They they dug deeper than they dug, dug wide, so you feel like pretty surrounded in there. Squeezing. Where's this going? 
So here's the plan. <laughs> I'm going to run out and try to get them to hop on my back and run. And just get them out of there. You're going to run out there, try and have the man and the child jump on your back. Yep. And then you are going I'm gonna to... Get in, front of, get in front of the path of the stone so I can absorb a blow or two if I need to. Okay. And then have them mount me and then I'll, I'll full speed run out. And you're still invisible right now. I'm invisible right now. You're like the right Cheshire now. Cat. Oh, I don't have the ability to dispel this, don't no. I? No. You can... They can grab onto you. Well, if you cast an offensive spell... I, uh, I caused the smell it. So. I guess that would do it. Yeah. Okay, so yeah, you know what I'll do? I'll just come out and stand in front of them. Invisible. Stand in front of them. Invisible. Uh, All right, so you come out. Let's get this on the map. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, I, yeah, I, know, I know this is stupid, but I also can't imagine Faraza would see this happening. And it's not. hard. You can't stand by and watch this happen, you know? Okay, see, so yeah, I'll get myself in front of the two people. Okay. Are there little birds around? Uh, yeah, we'll say, oh, you know, I got this great die uh, a few weeks ago in uh, in North Carolina, uh, and it was a die that... Oh, I remember that die. Yeah, and it's like when you ask questions like that, is there a this nearby, is there a that? And I roll this, and based on the face that comes up, and one is a really uh, mean face, would be like, nope, <laughs> that's what you want, and some are just like, hmm, maybe. <laughs> Another one's definitely, or sad uh, face. Let me see. And it is a sad face. Oh. Okay. Well, there is a squirrel. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's not going to help. Okay. I had a plan. I had another plan, but that's not going to work then. But you got a pretty interesting plan right now that will only get you and two innocent people killed. <laughs> <laughs> so you stand there and you see one of the stone giants is going to go first. And he's about to throw the stone. I'm going to whisper to the two people. And I'm going to say, don't be alarmed, but you are safe for the moment. When I say go, jump in front of you and grab onto whatever you feel. And don't let go. (laughs) (laughs) He throws the rock at you. Natural one. Not even exaggerated. Natural one. So the rock just sails past your head and hits the uh, the uh, dummy that <laughs> hits the child. <laughs> hits the dummy with the Texan hat. <laughs> shatters it. And the child looks pissed and the other one's like, ah, let me try. I'll show you how it works. Do you do anything? Nope. All I right. Said, Wait. Hold. So this Hold. one steps up and aims. Natty 17 hits you square with the rock and you take some serious damage actually. <laughs> yeah. And you take 19 points of damage Ow. from that rock. Whoa, boom! And but Brad it just stops. The rock, like, ex- stops in midair, and they're like... With a crunch. Because uh, it was like a dead shot on the uh, adult standing in front of the child. And Frodo says, No! And the guy scoops up his kid and grabs onto midair and actually, like, reaches onto the fur and holds onto you. And I just run as fast <laughs> as I possibly can up up the winding path out of the mine. Now, once it touches you, they become invisible as well? Or are they no, visible? No. no, they're visible. Still. All right, so all of a sudden, those people just start flying <laughs> away. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so you get to the top of the mine. What? Where the hell do you go? Uh, I'm going to go out. Like, out the front area. All right. Uh, I got to roll perception checks for these... Uh, for the watchtowers. For the watchtowers. Uh, <laughs> what the hell? All right. So, you start coming up. If you look at the map here, there is one watchtower, uh, like, directly overlooking the mines. They seem to not see you. The other watchtower picks up on it. It's like, what is going on down there? 
but they don't blow the horn. So now you are at the top here. Where do you go? Actually, I just looked up. I have a climb speed as a war cap. I have a climb speed of 20 feet. So you want to start climbing up the mountain Climbing instead? up the mountain. Yeah, over here. Up, right. up the side. Oh, you want to just go right out of camp? Yeah. Okay. All right. So uh, you're just going past all these things. All right. All right. So eventually one of them sees you, goes to light the skyrocket. And it's at one of the things that you disabled the skyrocket for. <laughs> so it's like, what? So he just blows a horn. You just hear, as you get directly out of camp with the two slides. Oh, wow. Nice. Nice job. Wow. Well done. Nice job. Well done. All right. If you weren't so flush with bottle caps, <laughs> now you're in this one. Here. Hey, right. Nicely done. Nice job. Wow. All right. Whew. You got them out of there. Now I have two humans that I have to do something with. Um, I'm assuming you just throw them off the moon. <laughs> <Yeah, just kick laughs> or bring them back to the pen. Look right. what I throw. Them. A right. couple of runaways. So, I'm, where where were you guys? Are you guys at the spike at our camp? Yeah, yeah. That would be, it. Would be foolhardy to bring bring them to the camp. But I wonder if I can get a message to you. Actually, I can. This you, is yeah. I can use my animal messenger spell to send the message to the others. Oh, so you just send a, the squirrel? I'll like right. I'll, I'll unwild shape. <laughs> explain myself <laughs> to the. Uh, to yeah. The, what do you say? So the kid is like. <laughs> petrified he just flew through the air and his dad is grabbing him and he doesn't know what he's grabbing onto what do you say to them i am sorry it's taking us this long i will i'm going to bring assistance but you must wait here what are your names my name is ralphio (laughs) ralph machio no ralphio john ralph no just ralphio (laughs) rufio this is my son evan Raphael, Raphael, and my son Evan. Uh, Evan Williams. Yeah. <laughs> well, nice to meet you. Sorry, sorry, I had to be under these circumstances. Who, who are you? Why? How did you save us? My name is Faraz Al Said, and it would be much too complicated to explain. Basically, I transformed into an animal, a, a big cat. What are we to do? We don't even know where we are. We I were taken get, from our homes. I shall get you out, but you must wait. We must call for assistance. So Faraz is uh, going to uh, cast Animal Messenger. Okay. Uh, and she's gonna scrawl a quick, um, a quick note, and then tie it to the to like a bird okay. nearby, and send. And I can tell it to go to the camp. All right, so you guys get uh, a, a note arrives shortly. A bird like perches near your camp, and it has a little like letter attached to it. <laughs> dark <laughs> wings, dark words. Yeah, yeah. And what does it say? Come immediately to where I am, and I describe uh, based on the landmarks where I am. And you went right out of the camp to the like northwest exited the camp just climbing over things um but the camp is on alert right now from the right so even moving along that ridge during the day might be a problem so um so pembroke reads the notes and he steps up and says uh says i I do wish you'd gone into a bit more detail, but I'll I'll find out what's going on. We shouldn't expose our position. Uh, and he's going to cast Invisibility. Um, well, first he's going to take the broom. Hmm. And then uh, he's going to cast his second Invisibility that he's prepared on himself and fly over to where Faraza is. Okay. She gave explicit instructions of where she is. So you yeah. fly over there and you see her and she's with uh, a man and a young boy. Okay. So he hops off the... Uh, the broom says ah I see you found some new friends Feraza their lives were in danger I had no choice but to save them I see 
Well, I... This is Evan and Raphael. Ah, very nice to meet you. I am Pembroke. You may call me Professor Pembroke if you wish to put a smile on an old man's face. We have prayed to the gods to send us help. Are, are, are you are you messengers from the gods? How could you fly? How can you turn invisible and into animals? I, I do not understand. You have been the prisoner of a giant camp bent on global domination. These things surprise you? Yes, yes. I, I, I just assumed my life was over. Are, are you our saviors? No, I'm just... I'm just a woman. Well, don't tell yourself to short for us. It seems that we are saviors, at least for these two today. Um, and so Faraz will confer with Pembroke about what to do. Like, we need to get them out of the camp ob- somehow. Yes, well, I suppose we could take them back to the forge or anywhere else, actually, within uh, 900 miles. Um, I could teleport them to safety and uh, and and back here again and rejoin us yes is this something we can might we you take this opportunity to alert the small folk of what is going on here yes perhaps I wonder um any turns to them and says uh, tell me uh, where are you from where were you taken from by the giants uh, Tianja <laughs> from Tianja <laughs> <laughs> uh, from Garund no we are from uh, oh. uh, Fort Fort Ramgate uh, it's a frontier town uh, in on the nation of Malthoon ah you are Malthuni yes yes well let me explain a little bit about what's going on uh, my companions and I have come here uh, seeking to disrupt the plans of the giants uh, who kidnapped you and uh, it was giants. It was uh, the, the, the the dark blue ones, the large ones, frost giants. Yes, the frost giants. Yes, they came and, and, and raided us in the night. It wasn't the town that they came to. We were on a, a nightly excursion, and they just... They must have been preying on us, watching and waiting for us to leave. There was about 17 of us, I think, maybe 16, and some were killed, some were taken. My wife... My wife was killed. I thought I was going to lose my son as well until you gods appeared. We are hardly gods. Were you kept in the slave pen? Yes, mostly. Um, Sometimes they would try to take me on excursions for food down the mountain. Or or I was used in the gristmill once as well. The gristmill? What is the gristmill? It's where they grind their bones to make their bread typical giants typical giants where is that something i would rec- we would recognize for joe is pointing to a, that's a my building guess. map yeah it's not where we blew up that was a, no, they would take this, the, yeah there's the kind of a mill in the in the very middle uh, just north of the oh with the ma- of the with mines the, and the, ma- the mammoths are turning a, a grinder of some kind oh right oh. that makes sense yes i I was used as they needed me, but sometimes I would feign uh, that I was hurt so I wouldn't be taken away from my son. I was always afraid that when they brought me back, he would have been gone, eaten, in or your, otherwise abused. In your time in the camp with the, the other slaves, did you ever encounter a, a young woman of partial orcish descent? Partial orcish descent? Her name was Briella, I believe. Am I right? No, no, that's not right at all, Matthew. <laughs> <laughs> what, what the hell was her name? 
She's not my daughter. <laughs> I'm not going to tell you. <laughs> Faraza would know. Matthew doesn't. Matthew. Shiel. Shiel. Shiel is her name. Was there a Briella character? Or did I just make that up. Uh, yeah, I think her mother was Briella. Okay, I wasn't that far uh, off. Uh, uh, the apple doesn't fall far from the tree. <laughs> Shiel. Um, I don't recall the name, but I have seen a young half orc woman. She was very fair-skinned, though. If you didn't know any better, you wouldn't even know she was of orcish descent. Beautiful. Mm. Beautiful girl. I saw her when I was first brought to the camp. Maybe... Maybe uh, she went with me on a, an expedition, or, or was it the mill? I saw her a second time, but I, I have not seen her since. When was the last time you saw her? How long ago? Time has all blended together at this point. The days turn into nights, blend back into days. Uh, maybe two weeks ago, ten days. But people I saw just yesterday, I know I'll never see again. So I, I, I wish I could tell you more. Were it not for you, no one would ever see us again. Shall well, we uh, evacuate them? Yes. I, let me be clear. We wish we could save all of you, all of those who have been taken. But we want to be careful not to disrupt our plans. But apparently we can't stand by and watch you be killed in front of our faces, right, Faraza? No, we cannot. No. Oh, thank you. I prayed. I prayed that saviors would come. You may not think you're special, but you, you are... You are very special. Should we... Should we keep them with us or just take them away? I feel like they're, they're, they can only be burdens to us here. Yeah. More mouths to feed, more people to hide. I mean, we could keep them hidden in our camp, but I feel like that's just a, too great a risk. It probably makes as much sense. I'm just using both my fifth level, or two of my fifth level spells. But um, Yeah, yeah it does, can, does decrease our ability. I mean, we could uh, send them on the take them on the broom but that's we're still wasting a day yeah it still would take long enough to do it um all right so i'm going to i'm going to teleport the three of us back to the forge back to the forge um okay so you uh ralphio and evan return to the forge yeah and they're just like Amazed at what just happened. You blinked in and out. But first, roll the D100. Oh, right. <laughs> oh, right. <laughs> Let me know if it's over a 98. 24. All right. So you're yeah. in the forge. Yeah. And they're just blown away by what just happened. And they look a little afraid. What, what, what is this place? No, no, no. Don't, don't be afraid. You're quite safe, I promise you. Farron! <laughs> comes out after a couple minutes and they're now they're really afraid of giant yeah, <laughs> yeah <that's okay. laughs> no 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 it's everything's everything's quite all right Farron here she is she is a friend she is friendly she's a friendly giant she's a friend of ours Farron this is uh ralphio and evan uh they are slaves that we have rescued from the giant camp uh, would you be able to keep them safe find them some food a place to sleep while we finish our job of course, of course I will. And Farron, like, kneels down, and she's still, you know, four or five feet taller than uh, 
Ralphio. And she extends her hand to, like, uh, shake his hand. And Ralphio, like, very cautiously reaches out. And in that moment, Pembroke, you see in Minderhall's Valley a giant and a human shaking hands. <laughs> and you think, like, maybe there is hope. And Ralphio introduces Evan, and Farron just looks at you and smiles and says, They will be very safe here. I will guard them with my life, and the gods will guard them as well. God. It was the gods that brought us here. Thank you. Um, and he gets down on one knee, creaking, like to be eye to eye with little Evan. He says, no, I, I know that you've been through a lot, you and your father. I don't want you to be afraid. You're quite safe here. And in fact, and he pulls out of his robes, he pulls out the, his wand of mage armor, and he hands it to the boy. He says, like, hold on to this. This will keep you safe. If you're ever afraid, just hold on to it. Nothing will hurt you, I promise. The little boy just takes the wand and looks at it in his hands. Kind of swings it around like a little kid would. Nothing happens. He just clutches it to himself. Now you keep that safe. Once we're done, I'll come back for it. Indian giver! <laughs> Never lend wands, skid. <laughs> yeah, so they're in good hands. There, you feel like you've you've saved them enough today. Um, do you teleport pack? Yeah. Okay. So like, to the camp. I'll meet. You. I can meet you at the camp. And he kind of stands up, pulls himself up on his staff, and kind of walks a few feet away and like the little salute says be seeing you and boom <laughs> teleports back and just because it's fun gotta roll that deep yeah, roll again. 82 <laughs> oh man <laughs> I gotta start thinking of fun stuff if it I know <laughs> uh, so you're back at the camp or yeah you're back at the camp and, and Faraza is already back there re wild shaped and flown back over there whoo it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Tragedy avoided. What do you want to do now? Pembroke, uh, you know, you saved two people, but at the cost of some serious high-level spells on both your parts. And the camp is on high alert now, And right? the camp is now on high alert. Yeah. So ever since the camp went on high alert, Lork was worried, you know, something's happening with Feyraz or whatever. But when Pembroke went, it's like, oh, this is being taken care of. So he's, he and Baron, I think, are just monitoring everything that changed in terms of the high alert. Mm-hmm. So we want to see if they put additional people in guard towers, if they uh, are fixing the the um, the skyrocket in the first watchtower, if they're replacing it. You know, it's pretty far away, but you know, looking at trying to look at every single little thing to notice uh, all the changes that are being made and right. just laying low. Um, Oddly enough, the way that I rolled uh, the perception checks and whatnot, the skyrocket that didn't fire was the one that Baron rolled 
perfectly on his sleight of hand. Oh, that oh, to, right. Oh, uh, wow. Natural so twenty. If it was a little more obvious that there was some sabotage, foul sabotage play. and foul play, maybe they'd be. A, but they're just like, ah, oh, must be a dud. Huh. So in that case, that worked quite well. Nice. Um, however, uh, they'll probably replace it with another skyrocket. Number one, and you've seen pairs of frost giants spreading out throughout the camp, mm-hmm. looking for, looking for runaway slaves, looking for intruders. You don't know, but they're just like a invisible pair. odorless cats, invisible odorless <laughs> war cats, uh, and two of them have come uh, dangerously close to where you guys are up in the trees. Obviously, not up the mountain, mm-hmm. but like. Right near there, just sniffing. And are they pretty much all armed with great clubs and great axes? Great axes. Some have man catchers, like you saw mm-hmm. the uh, other one have from uh, the other day. Do any of them have, like, great bows? Yeah, like some of them bows. have our, uh, our, our archers, yeah. Mm. Uh, and do they ever travel with animal companions? Like, do, did you see any of, the, any of the dire wolves coming out? Nope. Um, sniffing the ground or anything like that? No, it seems like uh, that's the night patrol. You got the frost giants during the day and then you've got the wolves and those other creatures at night it all kind of makes sense to you um all right so really no difference like once they do the the you know whatever what is it, a couple hours looking around and then they mm-hmm. just kind of go back to normal no discernible difference no discernible difference the only thing i we, i think we really have to worry about is not getting caught Sure. Because, I mean, they can know that someone is here doing something, but, I mean, if they can't find us, I mean, they're, they're going to be... Or know our numbers regardless. or yeah. abilities. The important thing is that we're keeping them on edge. We're give, putting them on notice. It's like, we're coming for you, all of you. <laughs> you I know? mean, maybe that's a way we can, we can lean into that now that we've kind of revealed ourselves a little bit with the flame strike and this and yeah. the dead frost giants that, like... What we can use that to sow discord that there's you know they're, they're, there is they're, an outside force and they're so vulnerable yeah and like the people are still dying and nobody's doing anything to stop yeah, them right well um i am sort of into doing something tonight uh i don't know obviously like uh, some of our high-powered spells are not available but we could do something low-key just hang out watch some tv <laughs> netflix uh, and chill netflix and chill <laughs> little uh yeah I'm assuming that we've been drawing out our own little map as people do their own. Maybe it's not as detailed or fully fleshed out as this masterpiece Christmas card. Masterwork, truly. Using your finger in the snow. Plus one. Yeah. And Baron's kind of like taking a knee and drawn in the, in the snow with his, his finger and, and showing people. Last night, since we attacked the shrine at this corner of the camp... I think we need to sow discord and mass confusion by striking at the opposite corner. Now, I'm just a gunslinger and an inquisitor, so I might not be the best equipped to do this, but if we can sick those wolves that Fijimon said kept to themselves and had no affiliation to the camps on the lower camp and finally break them after what Lork did inside of their camp and all the other confusion we've done there, Perhaps we can finally have the lower ranks fully mutiny against the rest of the camp. Aye, but how do we turn the dire wolves on the camp? Well, I would uh, defer to my own nature expert, Faraza Al said. Hello, my friend. Hello, my friend. (laughs) (laughs) Hello, my friend. Hello. Um, I mean, can I do a knowledge nature on that? See, like, what I would know about influencing dire wolves like is this something i could do uh, do uh 
Yeah, yeah I mean, like, you, like without even rolling uh, in that, you know, it's you don't know what you're dealing with over there. If it's just direwolves, then you know it's going to be like any other check. But if these are like super sentient direwolves, you it's going to be a lot more difficult to just turn them. You know what I mean? Perhaps we don't even need to turn them. We can just serve as bait and lead them out of their their camp and down towards the giants. Yeah, and I wasn't sure maybe if you had the equivalent of wolf chum, like you would throw in off a <laughs> boat to like get sharks to show up for Shark Week. The only wolf chum was Evan. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we don't have a lot of raw meat. I mean, we are all raw meat to wolves. All four of us. <laughs> That's a very empowering message, Matthew. We've got to get it on a t-shirt. <laughs> <laughs> Another yeah. maybe simpler plan to cause havoc on that side of the camp tonight would be to let out the mammoths. I'm all for that. Well, that would be the upper camps, though. But yeah, I agree. All right, but it's still on that other side. And Lork, we'll be coming you also, at them from both sides. You also know their feeding schedule as well. So you know that uh, the lower camp almost empties out at certain times throughout the day and night. Um usually about twice a day. In the morning, they go to the mess hall, and at night, they go to the mess hall. Now, that doesn't mean the, the camp is completely uh, empty down there, but at night, it's mostly empty. Hmm. I mean, we could o- we could open up the, the pen in some fashion, magically or physically, and then set the building on fire. That would get the mammoths running pretty quick, I would think. Yeah. I would love to be able to tear this planet. I know that almost got us clear- killed last time. But if somehow the mammoths go out to the eastern side of their pen and everyone freaks out and goes sees and then we head into the mess hall to try to poison it now that we have all the regents from the, the craft brewery. Yeah, there's that too. But either way, we have to get all the way across the camp. Yep. And Lork is totally comfortable doing that himself, but he's not so sure we can do it as a group without yeah, I, magical I can't, powers. Well, I could join. I can fly still, and I can Dimension Door, but my with my teleport spells... Um, I could also, um, I'd have to look, but surely there is a larger flying creature I could become, and I could, you could ride me. We'd be visible, but. It also might not be, it might be worth checking out that grist mill as well, but there are a ton of towers right in that area. I like the idea of sowing discord. I, I mean, I'm all for doing the mammoth thing. I think that's fun. Yeah, if we can do, we should do what something we, tonight. What, to if, do that. what if Lork goes solo, tries to sneak over there? And then just opens the gate, and that's it, right? That's that's his job. It's like, get over there yeah. and open the gate uh, that they're behind. And then Feyraza flies in, even visible at night, and just sets the, the barn on fire. Because it's like on the other side of where the door is. And then that's their only path out, is that open door. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then we just, again, disappear into the night. I like it. That works. Sound feasible, Troy? That, that, that sounds like a good plan. Okay. Um, so in order for that to happen, he has to kind of sneak around past the, you know, I mean, it's not right past the slave pens, but like kind of past the slave pens, past along, uh, past the barn uh, under that watchtower. Mm-hmm. Now, if the camp's on high alert and there's somebody in that watchtower, that changes things at nightfall. But if right. there's no creatures in the watchtower, then, yeah, he would just move along. Uh, he would get kind of dangerously close to that long house next to the drakes between the drakes and the pens that we had known nothing about mm-hmm. but maybe there's nobody outside of there at night and he's you know definitely a few hundred feet at least at least away from it uh-huh. just got to get past that and then he's that's it he's home free 
Yeah. I mean, you just look at the map. I can see the path you have to take. Right. It's, it's new territory for you. Yeah, there are a couple new territories. Um, but yeah, you, you're, sounds like a plan. Okay. So you wait till nightfall. Wait till nightfall and observe, try to observe the, uh, and Floor can't really see very well in terms of the watchtowers. Maybe have Feyraza check the watchtowers a little closer. All right. So Feyraza, if you're watching the watchtowers, the one between the slave pens and uh, the barn where you fought those stallion frost giants, um, that's the one that tried to fire off a skyrocket that didn't work. Uh, You see the giant descend as night falls. So you would assume it's unmanned. All right, so Faraza, well, I'll do Arctic Turn again. Mm-hmm. Worked out so well the last time. And I'll, <laughs> I'll go to that. I'll perch on that, that tower and just go, Kaka! So in the distance you hear. <laughs> really far away. Now, before, uh, bef- before you leave, before Lorik leaves, uh, Pembroke says, I try to help as much as I can. He says, Sifu, Zahai, like casts arcane gestures and casts protection from evil on you. With extend meta, meta magic for so your eighteen minutes. Oh, awesome! Minutes. Yeah. Eighteen That's, minutes. Eighteen yeah. minutes should right. be more than enough time to get across camp. Yeah, just going to move fast. And uh, the other thing he was thinking with uh, with Baron, uh, I don't know if there's anything to this. If this works and these mammoths get out, that upper camp is going to be in complete hysteria because it's right out front of those gates. If if Baron wanted to try to come. But just stay kind of far behind and make sure that Lork gives like the all clear, you know, every 60 to 100 feet. Then once that craziness starts, you might be able to sneak in and poison all the food is, you know, another idea. Because we don't know when the upper camp's going to be so out of hand that even a dwarf could sneak around and get by. But if you think it's too dangerous, we don't have to do it. It was just an idea. I think it might be. I, I like the idea of. Uh Pembroke and Baron being able to kind of like come in and, and try to fix things up if shit goes haywire with you. Okay. Uh, we could leave the broom with you if you guys need to get there quickly. Yeah, so that way we could... Can The broom yeah. can hold two people at once, well, right? Well, I can fly still, so... Yeah. So I can have the broom, and that way Pembroke and I can just kind of shoot out like... like fucking F-22s off of, <laughs> off of the Gulf during like the Gulf of <laughs> like Super Bowl 25 or whatever where they flew fly over. over. Yeah. Super Bowl flyover. <laughs> Two fucking blue, blue angels. angels, baby. Yeah. Those are F-18s. F-18s, uh, I'm sorry. Awesome. Sorry. Jeez, man. Sorry. I just, I, just, I just love Baron holding both pistols in both hands. Like, I'm waiting for Tone. I need Tone before I can fire. And he flies faster than his bullets that only go 20 feet and just hits himself in the face and dies. <laughs> All right, so you've got your plan A. Yes. If plan A works, do you have plan B? Um, yeah, I think plan B is... Because uh, plan A, if it, if it works, could present an opportunity to do something else. Right, right. I mean, that's why I was thinking to, to maybe... Well, actually, if you see the craziness, you could just fly over fly on the room the, yeah, and, yeah. and behind the... the I keep keep wanting to call it a cafeteria. What is the what's the term? Mess hall. Mess hall. Mess hall. The canteen. You, the canteen. Yeah. The mess you hall. should plan on trying to meet up with us there if if it's like yeah. Available. All right. So if it's successful, once all of the animals clear the oh no, I'll just start on the other side. So once they run out, Lork is going to go around to the back of the mess hall and be careful. There is a watchtower there, but it should be unmanned at night. Right. It should be uh, should be unmanned. In fact, Lork might just climb that watchtower and watch exactly like what's happening and see the the perfect time to go after the mess hall. Yeah. Um, oh, I just can't wait to play fly into the danger zone right as we take off. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I, I have it queued up. Ooh. 
Well, this might be overdoing it a little. Yeah, it's overdoing. It. Okay, I was going to say Lork could shoot off the skyrocket sky in that watchtower, which would be well, obvious right that right. like there's madness happening. Something's wrong. Somebody shot off the skyrocket. They don't even ask who. I mean, but if you have the signal to come and land behind it, that, you, you should do that on a, on a watchtower on the other side of camp. You should do it at the grist mill, maybe before you. You could do it before, but that you want to keep it quiet until you start messing with the mammoths, probably. Yeah, but wait, yeah. wait. If if we, can, Baron, if you can get down to you and Pepper can get down to the, one of these watchtowers on the eastern side of camp. And when you see the the mammoth, the mammoth thing go up in flames, you could fire off the fire off the rockets on that side. So they think there's things the happening all side, over. The eastern side's all disabled. The those oh, two all disabled. Uh, on the far east side, yeah. Not the one that's in the middle by the mines. That's not, but that's yeah. Those guys are going to have 100% accuracy on us anyway, but they've been throwing it at effigies dressed up as us all day long. Yeah, they're more now if for some reason Lork gets seen, then plan B is He's just going to try to bolt. Like, he's going to send Kat to run away because she'll be able to get away, and then he's just going to try to run and hide. I can try to co- I can try I to cover you a little bit from the air um, and give you a little extra time if that happens. But Yeah. But you guys don't come in. Like, the, the idea is get in, let's not get into a combat. Yeah. If, I don't come, now if I don't come back, you, you come and rescue me. <laughs> <laughs> right. Exactly. Uh, <laughs> what, miss my ship? <laughs> and risk my ship? I don't have it marked on our map right now. Can you just remind me, and this might be useful to the listeners too, where is our camp in the Cops of Trees? Is it that Cops of Trees? It's the Cops of Trees. Just above that, the brewery. Above that, the brewery. Got it. It's that one, listeners. That one. See? Uh, to the northeast of the brewery. Right. Underneath the statue. Got it. What lies in the shadow of the statue. Uh, okay. All right. Let's <laughs> Four stupid adventurers. <laughs> About to die. I don't think I need to shoot off the skyrocket because I think no. that just the stampede, you'll you'll hear it. and Hear it and, and if you want to go, flames. yeah, you go. All right. So, Lork, you're going solo. Going solo. Right. Solo mission. Faraz is air support. With Cat. You hear that? Caca. And you go. You go past the, uh, that watchtower that is unmanned that Feraza is perched upon. You go past the uh, barn there where you fought the uh, stallion-like creatures. You leaving go, no tracks. Yes, leaving no, no tracks. Leaving no tracks. Do, 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 do. And you haven't encountered any patrols. There's no reason to roll any stealth at this point. Um, For, can Feraza roll perception to see if he's, there's anything he doesn't see up ahead? Sure. These are your eyes on the sky, Matthew. Twenty-three. Twenty-four. We got a real backup at the mess hall. Twenty-three. Yeah, no. uh, You you do see patrols, but they are not. uh, They're coming up the uh, the southern road towards the north. So, so if Lork keeps moving the way he's moving, they're going to come behind him. So he should be okay. You go past to to the south that building with those docks out on the lake. Still don't know what the hell's going on there. Then you go past this new building um, that you have not uh, but seen. But it, it looks really nice uh, like yeah. compared to the other ones. I'll give you a little, uh, a little description of it. Is this it. the stone building? It, no, it's a wooden warehouse-like structure. Okay. Uh, what we think is the gristmill. It's about 20 feet tall, uh, and uh, it looks like it has two wooden doors. You see on the front as you're passing by, as it's kind of facing you. But you go past that, and during the day, it's guarded, right? During the day, it's there might be people coming and going. No one's really done recon in that area, so you don't know. Okay, uh, yeah. Some you, you got to remember, like, don't always take what you see on the map as what's happening there twenty four seven. Just because there's things milling about it now, if you do recon, you might be like, oh, right. this is the perfect time to go. <laughs> yeah. Just because there's no one here right now, your roll a stealth check. We understand right. yeah, how yeah. still images work. <laughs> <laughs> do me a favor, though. Roll a stealth check. Uh, for real? Yeah. All right. 
Uh, 33. All right, so you zip past that, and now For what do you want to do? Following and you're air. just following in the air as a visible bird? A visible arctic tern. Okay. A little and bird, a little white bird. Do you smell? Now, Lork, you've got smell. a couple <laughs> options here. You can go, uh, like, the north way around to the pens, or you can come south way around, which is going to bring you closer to the camps. He's going to go north way around uh, and just kind of jump off that ridge near the watchtower. Okay, so north way around takes you past that big longhouse, which you have no recon on, and that temple that looks like it's carved out of the stone uh, of the mountain itself, but right. coming out uh, of the ground. You go past that and you jump down the ridge. Roll another stealth check. Uh, that is a 40. 40. Ooh. All right, so you're cooking. Wow. Cooking. You get outside of these stables. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> these huge mammoths are just boom, boom, boom. You can feel the ground beneath you like shaking. Skyrim. Yeah. Huge. <laughs> yeah, I mean, they're what the giants um, have with them in their camps in Skyrim that take like 3,000 hits to knock down. Um, you're right outside this giant-sized uh, <laughs> rail fence cordoning off uh, this plot of land that they're using for these mammoths. Um, to the north of this cordoned-off area are four large barn-like structures. You see the gate. On the southern portion, you're on like the northeast portion, so you'd have to swing around to the front, which would take you just to the north of the north camp, the upper camp, and right below a watchtower, which you assume is unmanned. Yeah, so he's assuming it's unmanned. Um, can I roll a perception on the watchtower, uh-huh. uh, looking for giants up in there? Uh, that is a 32. 32. Uh, you don't see anybody walking around up there. I mean, you don't have dark vision, so... It's tough to tell, but, I mean, you well, just, don't, I just don't see. You just don't see. So, uh, you see bales of grass, other vegetable matter, just, like, stacked to the, to the portion of the barn where you're nearest. Yeah. Um, they're using to feed these animals, but what they're using the mammoths for, you can't quite tell. So he's going to just try to stay low, hugging the fence, and just okay. work his way along the fence. Now, he's going to be now kind of in view of the lower camp, especially if you have night vision, or uh-huh. the upper camp, if you have night vision, but he's assuming it's mess hall time, mm-hmm. they're eating, they're lining up, and so they're probably looking the other way. That's his guess. Uh, Faraz is going to fly in and land on the fence. Okay. Um, and you're both about 50 feet away from the nearest giant, and there's probably like five or six of them milling about. <laughs> oh, <laughs> Five or six giants yeah. milling about. Yeah. He, yeah, he knows. He knows. And below that, a hundred more. He's just saying, um, cat, stay calm. Oh, yeah. Oh, it was cat stealth checks, by the way. Uh, she's fine. <laughs> she's fine. <laughs> <laughs> she's a cat. Uh, yeah. all, right. <laughs> um, all right. So did you, did you roll that last stealth check? Uh, no, I have not. I rolled a perception. Uh, this one is a 37. All right. So there's a number of mammoths in the pen. Cat is right next to you as well. Whether it's her scent, whether it's your stealth or whatever, one of the mammoths starts getting very agitated, smells you or Cat mm-hmm. or Feyraza, and starts like coming over to the fence like, <laughs> and this thing is huge. Yeah. Giants can ride them, and it's just, 
<clears throat> kind of like bumping up against the fence. It's pretty pissed off. You, you assume it smells one of you. Right. So he's going to move as quickly as possible and try to get a sense of this gate. Like, is it just a latch? Can he just push it? I'm assuming it's not a complicated lock. Uh, no, it's a, it's a barred gate. So yeah. uh, you would have to uh, unbar it from the outside, which is good. They didn't leave it barred from the inside just in case they accidentally <laughs> jostle it open. With one of their tusks. Um, but it's... it's they, they remember. <laughs> <laughs> they were testing the fences for weaknesses. <laughs> right, but they never, never, never attacked the same space twice. <laughs> it's a pretty hefty... Bar. I mean, this is there to protect, you know, to keep these mammoths in. This is a bar that maybe one or two frost giants have to open. No, uh, no, no. So, I mean, if you want to open, it's going to require a bit of a strength check. End of the line. Guess it didn't work out. <laughs> back, back to camp. <laughs> um, just roll, roll a strength right, so check. So he's just going to do a stealth check combined with a strength check. You know what I mean? Just trying to sure. keep it, trying to keep it quiet. But I'll, I'll roll a stealth or a strength check. Uh, there you go. I almost said 31 because I added my strength bonus, so it's 18. 18 strength? Strength. All right, so we'll say it takes you a couple minutes, but like, you eventually open it up with all your muscles shaking. Ah! He screams, top of his lungs. You get it. (laughs) (laughs) Those those six giants come running. Dead dead lifting in the Olympics. They're all just standing there. They're all just standing behind you. It's like, I did it! Oh! (laughs) Three great clubs to the face. In the shadow of the burnt-out hull of the silo, you lift the barred gate open. All right, Mm. and then he's going to ease the gate open. Just like a couple feet. So that if they get agitated and one even bumps it, it's going to open it much more. <laughs> that big one is still like milling about. Yeah, and if he gets to that to door, he's going to open it. So, um, uh, and now he's going to skitter past the open door, okay, to the other side, and try to. He's going to try to skip past the the small opening created by the open fence door and go behind like the rubble of the burnt out silo. Oh, you're going to hang out back there. Yeah, he's going to hang out. This was part of the plan? This was part of the plan. He was going to have to go somewhere. He he wants to get back around to the backside of the longhouse and back up Baron if he's going to come in and try to poison. So you go into the mammoth stockade and hide (laughs) in dung. Inside a mammoth. I cover myself in dung. All right, so you you basically hide in the burnt-out shell of the silo. Very, very cool. Yes. Faye Raza, what do you do? Can I... When I look at the barn, can I just start sparking it? Or is that, would that be enough to start a fire? Is there hay no, or something no. in there? I mean... Oh, I've got other plans. Yeah. You know, no, the hay is, is outside of the barn. It's going to take you too long to do that. It's not okay. like the silo where you can ignite it from within. Okay, great. So I'm going to cast Flaming Sphere Greater and just roll that thing around the, the barn. Does that work you for you? cast Greater Flaming Sphere inside of the barn and just start rolling it around. <laughs> that was a Greater Flaming Sphere. That's the Greater one. Within about five minutes, like they all start catching on fire. The first mammoth sees it, followed by the second, the third, the fourth, and they start freaking out. Tusks up and you know, up and they're going up on all up on twos with two legs up in the air, and they start stampeding into the walls, trying to shake the walls down. One of them eventually finds the open gate, bursts through it. The other ones, are at least on instinct alone, follow that one, and they start stampeding into the upper camp yes. <laughs> as the barn burns to the ground. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. What is the plan now? Red team, go. Red team, go. <laughs> Launch the fighters. Center command, we have uh, permission to hang off flights. <laughs> Baron. <laughs> That's why we got a charge on the back end right now. Uh, we're gonna have a little 
the zoning in on there, uh, Vector Victor. That's amazing. <laughs> All right, so, Lord, you're behind that barn. You guys, Pembroke and Baron, you can both see fire, and you just hear... <laughs> As mammoths are just stampeding throughout the camp. The whole line leading to the mess hall starts dispersing as people are like, what are we doing with these things? Frost giants are like trying to herd them, but it's a disaster. They can't bring them back into the pen because the pen's on fire. They don't know they don't want to go that way. Some are running out of the camp. Some are just stampeding over lesser giants and killing giants yeah. all the way up. Veriza yeah. uh, keeps sparking. She's going to spark all the hay she sees. Anything flammable around. She's laughing maniacally. Cool, cool. <laughs> Uh, oh, it's right. like back. that bird it's that laughing bird big <laughs> bird what do you guys want to do this is a great opportunity to do something crazy because you have the camp in complete disarray yeah so Baron's uh, vector for his takeoff was up and then so to get as far out of you know sight range at night so people couldn't see him and then to dive back down behind the mess hall alright roll a single stealth check Woo, doggy. Come on, Big Red. Don't let me down. Uh, okay, so that is a... It kind of lets you down. 22. <laughs> 22. You go up into the air, and as you're about to come down, you hear this, like... No. 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 Of wings fly over your head. And we'll see you next week. Oh! Crap. Our one flaw, oh, the I one knew. flaw in the plan. I knew it was all so easy. He uh, kept making it so easy. Uh. Oh, yeah, there's no drakes up there. That's part of the art. Yeah. Yeah. Flavor, flavor drink. drink. Flavor drink. It's a flavor drink. <laughs> My God, it's our worst enemy yet. A flavor drink. The Glass Cannon Podcast is a Glass Cannon Network production and is an officially licensed partner of Paizo Incorporated. Giant Slayer is copyright 2015. Giant Slayer and the Pathfinder Adventure Path are trademarks of Paizo. All Pathfinder images are property of Paizo and are used with permission. On a summer night, Douglas Wagg Jr. lay motionless across a strip of railroad tracks before being struck by an oncoming train. I'm investigative journalist Delia D'Ambra, and my investigation into exactly how Doug died took me into the depths of a bizarre mystery. It was really hard to understand what was fact and what wasn't. A mystery that has led me from one suspicious death to another. Listen to CounterClock now, wherever you listen to podcasts. Welcome to a journey into the heart of the Texas Renaissance Festival, the nation's largest and rowdiest celebration of medieval fantasy. But what lurks beneath the facade of tights and turkey legs? Well, we dove deep into the empire to uncover a history marred by mystery and misconduct, murders, assaults, and other crimes that tarnish its legacy. This isn't just a fairy tale. It's a cautionary tale of power, fantasy, and the consequences that follow when they all collide. Search for Crime Waves Renaissance Texas on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you're listening now.